0: Love, talk, radio. I gotta slow down, stop for a second, take a look around, and I gotta. We're so glad that you're able to join us tonight. Today is Thursday, April 7th. It is April already, 2016. And we're going to, uh, my name is Renetter uh, and uh, we're going to jump right into the broadcast. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive here on Blog Talk Radio. And my co-host is Ella, who I hope will be joining me shortly. But we're gonna go ahead and get into the lesson. I apologize, we haven't been here for the last two weeks. I have been sick for the last two Thursdays. And uh, probably sleep during the broadcast, but I am back. I am feeling good in my body again, starting to feel stronger again and uh, doing some things to build up my immune system to keep from catching all of these viruses or whatever. Uh, I've been sick quite a few times since um, November the 11th. It's like every few weeks I'm sick again. Fighting back, building up my body, making my immune system stronger so I can stand up against whatever's floating around in the atmosphere that keeps settling, deciding to settle upon me. Well, I'm saying no more. Enough is enough. We've been talking about progressing in God takes change we've been talking about how when we get saved uh we're one way but in order to really make progress in God we have to change from the state that we are when we get saved and uh we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind which is our key scripture for uh this particular lesson turn to that (laughs) Romans twelve and one says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse two says, And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that it that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable. And perfect will of God. This is our key scripture uh for the series that we on right now. Progressing in God takes change. And one of the ways that we change is by the renewing of our mind. This is why our key, this is our key uh scripture for change. Now I want to take you to another scripture. So last week we dealt uh with the Holy Spirit and how uh the Holy Spirit Spirit is one of the key elements that operates in us after we get saved that is responsible for helping us to transform because as we go to the Word of God and read and study the Word and eat the word, it's not just reading the word and it's not just studying the word, we have to partake of this word. We have to eat the word, you know, I can walk to a plate with steak on it and a nice salad and a baked potato with butter melted all over it. And I can look at it and say, Mm, that sure does look good. I can even taste it a little bit You say, Mm, that sure does taste good. But unless I eat all of it, it's not going to do too much for my body. I have to take all of it and put all of it into my body in order for it to do what it's put in the earth to do to my body. Well, it's the same thing with the word of God. The word of God is good. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. However, just sitting on the pages or with me standing over the pages reading it or even kind of studying it a little bit, it's not as effective as if I eat the word. You know, my pastor, Pastor Lisa, when she's teaching, she says, you have to make this word your own. You have to take ownership of this word. She says, what the word does for me, I can't do for you what that word does for me. I can't make this word do it for you. You have to make it do it for you. And the Holy Spirit is one of the things that God gave us that helps us transform through the word of God. Because the Holy Spirit, number one, is our comforter. Number two, is here to lead us and guide us into all truth. And it's the spirit of revelation. And so when we get into the word of God, If we go into the word of God with the Holy Spirit, we invite the Holy Spirit. I'm about to read and study the word. Holy Spirit, uh, impart unto me what God would help me to take away from this word that I'm going to partake of today. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to open up the scriptures and I want to partake of the word. I want to eat the word. I want the word to become a part of me, and I want to become a part of this word. And invite the Holy Spirit to go in with you, and the Holy Spirit will begin to dissect that word with you, begin to feed you that word, will begin to give you the understanding of the word, will begin to uh, uh, um, plant within you knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from your partaking of that word. And it's not something that t- happens real quick, fast, and in a hurry, and then sometimes it does And What I mean by that is I can uh, be um, contemplating a word for weeks, reading a word, thinking about it, meditating upon it, and maybe not even reading the word at the time. And all of a sudden, because I've been turning that word over and over in my spirit time after time of again, all of a sudden the light comes on, and I get it, and I get the revelation. And it just opens up to me and becomes to me power and becomes light. It becomes truth that no man can take away, that no circumstance can take away, that no situation can can take away. Now I have partaken of that word. I've eaten that word. And that word is now a part of me. It's on the inside of me. And it is a lie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when circumstances and situations rise up in my life to come against what that word is planted in me, the spirit of the living God will bring it back to my remembrance. And I'll open my mouth and I'll say, no, because the word of God said, because I believe it so much and I've eaten it and it's become a part of me. And now it's it's there, it's mine. And the Bible says that the word would not return to God's void. Once that word has been planted in you and rooted in you and grounded in you, and you are rooted and grounded in you, it's going to accomplish what God released it in you to accomplish. So it will come back to you again and, and again for such a time that it needs to, for what it was planted in you for, for what God released it for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So this enables us to not be conformed to the world. This is a transformation taking place in our life. Now we want to go back to the Word and look at another Scripture tonight. Uh, let me see. Oh, uh, uh, let me Gotta find the Scripture that I want to use. that I wanted to bring in. I'm it's on the edges of my yeah, I don't have it all the way in. I'm gotta <laughs> gotta bring it all the way in so I can find it. Uh mm-mm. Mm-mm. oh come on, come on, come on. Okay, let's go to, um, I can't think of the scripture that I'm trying to bring up, but uh, I'll go to another scripture. Maybe it'll come up to me later. Okay, uh, uh, this is Psalms 1 and 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Meditate day and night. The word I want to zone in on now is meditate. Meditate is like when a camel eats. The camel eats the food and it goes into his stomach and then later on he regurgitates it and he begins to chew it and chew it and chew it and chew it. And chew it. He's breaking it down and making it digestible for the, the, the system that God made in him to make that food what its body needs. To make it Uh, into the state that it needs to be in so that his body will process it to the nutrients that his body needs. And when we meditate upon the word of God, that's what we're doing. We're chewing the word over and over. We are thinking, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. We're thinking about that word over and over and over. We're praying about that word. We're talking to the Holy Spirit about that word. We're listening to the Holy Spirit about that word. The Holy Spirit has given us understanding of the word. And then we don't just jump and run as soon as we get a little inkling of it, but we stay there. We stay there. And like I was talking about how sometimes you're walking or doing something and you may not even be reading the word and all of All of a sudden, but because of that meditation and the time you spend in meditation and chewing that word and breaking that word down and looking that word up and looking up all the words and getting out the Greek and getting out the Hebrew and reading commentaries and just trying to completely take that word apart and then completely pull it back together in the context of the scripture and reading it again and again and meditating and churning it over and over. It begins to become what ours needs to the point that our spirit can feed it into our mind so that our mind is able to receive it, is able to um, dissect it, is able to understand it, is able to interpret it into the life that I live and make it uh, relatable to me where I live. And make me able to live it out, to walk it out. Because the scripture tells us that we should be doers of the word and not hearers only. And Actually, that's scripture. <laughs> I'm going to go and get that one because this is an excellent scripture. Because a lot of, I'm not even going to say a lot, but there are people, quite a few people who read the word. there's quite a few people who study the word, especially to to reteach it to somebody else or to explain it to somebody else. But the Bible instructs us to do more than that. We're gonna go to the book of James chapter one. And I'm gonna, I didn't plan to go here, but this is a good place to go. I wanna read a couple of scriptures here. We're going to start at verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Uh, And what that means is, so if I go in my bathroom or in my bedroom and I look in the mirror and walk away, I don't see myself anymore because I'm not standing there looking at myself in the mirror anymore. And it says, straightway forget of what matter of man he was. I may forget something about what I just saw in the mirror (laughs) because I'm not looking anymore. (laughs) Excuse me. And that's the way we are if we don't become doers of the word, if we are hearers only. So for all of you people who go to church on Sundays only, you hear the pastor preach the word, and that's your only contact with the word in your life. You are deceiving your own self. Now, this scripture doesn't even say you are being deceived by someone else. It says you're deceiving your own self. And the reason why you're deceiving your own self, because you've convinced yourself that that, and the truth is, that is not enough. It's not enough. It's like looking in the mirror, seeing yourself walking away and forgetting what you just saw. And if you only go to church on Sunday morning to hear the preacher preach the word, that's exactly what you're doing. The word sounds so good when it's coming out of the preacher's mouth, the pastor's mouth, the teacher's mouth, the evangelist's mouth, the apostle's mouth, the prophet's mouth. It sounds wonderful. You may be mesmerized by it. You may, it may make you feel good at the moment. You may be on the mountain high, but as soon as you hit your first test that week, you don't even know what the word is. And maybe that word was the perfect word that you need at the time for what you're going through, but because you didn't meditate on that word. But because you didn't chew that word, because you didn't study that word, because you didn't invite the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom, knowledge and understanding from that word to break it down to you, to give you the revelation, the impartation that God wanted you to have for your life, for the season that you're living and walking through right now, you missed the true point of it. And now you're going through something when you need to draw upon that word and you didn't make it a part of you and become a part of it. You didn't, And so now you can't even do the word because you don't remember it. You can't walk it out because you don't even remember what was said. And you're sitting there overwhelmed by the enemy, overwhelmed by a circumstance, overwhelmed by a situation, overwhelmed by your own emotions, or even your own will, and you don't know what to do. And it's not that you weren't giving the answers. It's, it's not that God does not give us what we need. It's that we don't properly utilize what he has given us and is giving us. If we would probably utilize the tools that God has given us to be victorious, to be overcomers, to be successful, to live the abundant life, a more a, to live life more abundantly as Jesus came that we would do. We cheat our own self, that we deceive our own self out of abundant life because it's not in the car you drive. It's not in the house you live in. It's not in the clothes that you wear. It's not in your hairstyles you pay all that money to get, your your nails that you pay all that money to get done, you, the acclamations you get from your friends when you walk out in your new dress, your your new suit, your, your, your guys bragging on your new haircut your new job, your new promotion. It's not in those things wherein lies more life, more abundantly. It's in the truth of of God. And so in order for me to get to the place where I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's not in the things of this world that I'm going to get what I really need to be truly victorious To be truly an overcomer and to live a truly successful life, I've got to change my actions. And I've got to stop that if I just run into church every Sunday morning and get a little word and shout a little shout and do a little dance and do a little praise, I'm going to have everything the Bible promised me as a believer. No, because you haven't done your part. God has actually done his part already. It's a done deal. It's already done. But as we get into the word and uncover these truths, these wonderful mysteries that are hidden, just for us to find, just for the Holy Spirit to reveal to us as we chew upon that word, as we tap into that life and that power, that God has presented to us through his word, by his Holy Spirit. When we do those things, we get to tap into this life more abundantly. And something begins to happen to us. We begin to change. How do we change? Uh, Let me see. Did I want to read some more here? Hold on just a sec. Okay, let's read just a little bit more. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But verse 25 whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word of God, and continue with their end. We gotta stay there, people. We can't grab a little and run all of our lives with it. Stay there. He being not a forgetful hearer, what stops us from from forgetting what we hear is by continuing in it. We got to get back into it when we get home, after the preacher then sat down. We got to go pick it up again. We got to remind ourselves of what was spoken. We got to reread that word ourselves. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. This man shall be blessed in his deed. I'm blessed in my actions because I've chosen to be a doer. I've chosen to to uh, uh, do the work that ministry is preparing me to do. So when I go to church and, and I minister to, I get a tidbit. But now I got a tidbit and I can go home and I can grow that tidbit by getting in the word myself and become a doer of the word by practicing it, by acting it out in my own life, in my own walk, by utilizing it, by practicing it, by exercising it, exercising that word, exercising that word, learning how to use it, learning how to put it into good use, learning where to use it and how to use it and how to apply it where I live every day in my life. Learning how to draw upon it, to pull it back up when things hit me in the face. Instead of going calling my friends, complaining about everything that's going on in my life. No, remind yourself, what did that word say? Remind the enemy. No, the word says it's like Jesus did. When the enemy came to tempt him, he put the word on him. You can't put the word on nothing if you don't know what the word is. You don't know what the word is if you don't get in it yourself. And I'm going to tell you something else. You have to get in it yourself because just because you sit in church and hear something preached doesn't mean it's the truth. Just because they quoted a scripture or read a scripture don't mean everything they said behind that is the truth. You have to go home and read that word in the context that it's written in. Go over the message that your preacher preached. Take really good notes. Go over that message and get the truth out of that message for you. Remember when a preacher preaches, he's preaching to people that's in all different stages in their walk with God. But well, hopefully if you're sitting in that congregation, there is something in that word that God put specifically for you. So the reason why you want to meditate upon it, you want to go over it again, you want to pray over it, you want to uh, get with the Holy Spirit in that word, is to get what God placed in there and pack his chest for you. And so that it becomes fruitful and it multiplies in your life. And as that word is fruitful and multiplies in your life, it gets planted in your spirit, in your heart it gets planted and it begins to take root. And once it begins to take roots in you, it begins to grow in you. The word of God grows in you. The word of God is life. If it's life, it can grow. It can mature. And as the word takes root in you and it begins to grow and become what God planted it in you to become, you are changed by the life of the word, by its nourishment, and then, when God sends another word along that He intends to accompany the word that's already taken root in you, then that second message can do the work that He sent it to do because the first message is already in you, growing, being fruitful, doing what God sent it you and you to do, but if you already forget it, when the second would come, what is it going to nourish? What is it going to water? Nothing because you've already lost it. It's our responsibility to be a doer of the word. It's our responsibility to meditate upon it. Day and night, Psalms 1, 2 says, Meditate upon it. Turn it over and over and over. Look at it. Examine it. Examine yourself to see if you even be in the faith. What are you going to examine yourself by? The word of God. Because sometimes we run around, we say a lot of things. we call ourselves quoting scripture, and it's not even a scripture. But you won't know that until you get in it for yourself. And then you begin to find out the things that are true, that you've been hearing all of your life, and the things that are false that you've been hearing all of your life. And then what do you do? Then you can throw away the stuff that's not the truth, that's not life-giving, or the word that people have been preaching to you for years but not applying it rightly. You can throw that away and you can apply the word rightly. You can be a doer of the word and therefore not deceive yourself, but grow by it, mature by it, change by it. And I thought I was going to get into more of the thinking part of it, but I'll get into that next week because we're we're at the end of the broadcast again, but... As you begin to meditate upon that word and that word begins to grow in you and mature and becomes life and become a part of you, it's taking root in your spirit, it's growing. Your spirit is feeding it to your mind. Change begins to take place. And we're going to delve into that part of it next week. So come back next week. Meet us here Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. Bring a friend. Invite somebody else to listen to blog talk radio forward slash word alive. Our intent is that the word becomes alive in you and in your life, that you begin to eat the word. You begin to meditate upon the word, that the word will truly transform your life. And the only way it's going to transform your life is to transform you. If you would ever like to be a part of our broadcast, feel free to call in on Thursday nights at 630 p.m. at 646. We also have a podcast at iTunes, uh, Word Alive, and you can download it on your computer, on your phones, and listen to it anywhere. Those that have Android phones, there's also a Blog Talk Radio app that you can download on your phone and listen to us 24-7. We have over 150 broadcasters in our archives. Please visit us online and listen to them, uh, and I pray that they will be a blessing to you. I have messages on there by my pastor, Pastor Dana Domchak, by uh, Pastor Robert Trice, our son, who has a church in Wyoming, Michigan, and by Pastor Michael Peterson, who has a church in Columbus, Ohio. We are so blessed that you stopped by to listen to us. And bless us again on next week, and we pray that the word blesses you. God night, all.